Welcome to Wisdom and the Word Podcast, the show that not only answers your questions from God's Word, but equips believers with the foundational truths for their faith. We're excited that you've taken time to join us and hope that today's content is valuable to you. In today's episode, Pastor Wiley answers a listener's question from the Bible. Welcome to Tune Up Tuesday here at Wisdom in the Word. We're glad that you're joining us today. Today we're going to be studying in Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to begin today by looking at verses 1 through 3. Such a feature-rich and information-rich, uh, principle-rich uh, passage, uh, chapter, as we've come. And, and of course, now we can understand a little bit about the context of what is happening here. Let's read today, beginning in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now faith is is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Here in Hebrews chapter number 11, as we approach this new chapter, again, building off of the thought process of the previous chapter, as he has given us this encouragement, as we looked at the end of chapter number 10, he tells us, don't draw back, keep going, keep your hand to the plow, keep moving forward for the cause of Christ. Do not return back to the old covenant or to the old ways of the old covenant. And so he gives us this uh, thought or this encouragement a couple of times in the last verses of chapter 10 to not draw back. At the same time, he quotes Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 to 4, and he gives us this thought in verse 38 that the just shall live by faith. How is it? How are we to continue? How do we press on and press forward? Well, we do that by faith. And that really is the emphasis here in chapter number 11, the thought process that of him encouraging us to move forward and persevere, not draw back, is actually given to us in example in Hebrews chapter number 11. I have entitled Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, Faith's Progress Report. Faith's Progress Report. Uh, if you have a child in school, uh, you know that uh, every six weeks they receive a progress report. When I was a kid, we called them report cards. And those report cards give you the lay of the land. How is your child doing? How is, he, how is that child faring? Um, are they doing their work, accomplishing it on time? Are they interacting well with other people? What are their grades? Uh, what, what, which subjects are they struggling with? And the um, again, the progress report is going to give you all of that information. And so what we are going to see here in chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, is that God is going to say that the progress report of every child of God is measured by how we live by faith. That faith is that key element that we live by that not only keeps us moving forward, but the measure by which God evaluates our lives and evaluates the truth of what we're involved in. Now, let's consider here in this particular chapter some thoughts uh, just kind of preliminarily as we get started. Remember that Hebrews has already given us an ex exhortation to follow godly examples. When we go back to Hebrews chapter number six, we had some examples given to us back in Hebrews six. Um, back here, we uh, had the examples of Abraham and how we are supposed to follow Abraham. Um, we have some specifics of people that we are supposed to follow after. Uh, 
in Hebrews 6, verses 12 to 15, uh, we have uh, verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And talking about how Abraham followed the promise of God. So we already have Hebrews 6, which gives us exhortation to follow examples. And then in Hebrews 10, just prior to getting into this particular section, verses 32 to 39, there's an element of endurance, of perseverance, of keeping on going. Again, the thought of not drawing back is coupled with this thought of you've got to keep moving forward for the cause of God. And there is a, a an element of tying together Hebrews 10, 32 to 39, and Hebrews 12 in verses 1 to 11. If you read Hebrews 12, 1 to 11, that passage is also has a common theme of endurance, pushing forward, moving on. And so what is sandwiched in between these two passages that deal with endurance and perseverance and patience? Well, it's Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 are these examples of people who persevered. They had difficulty. They had adversity. They had problems, but they kept on by faith. They didn't return back. They didn't go back. They didn't go back on what they were supposed to do, but rather in faith, they looked ahead to the promise that God had made, believing that God would follow through and they persevered. And so again, Hebrews 11 provides examples of those who were steadfast in the face of adversity, just as it's already provided us the example of Abraham and others uh, is done that. And by the way, Hebrews 3 provided us a negative example. You go back there in Hebrews 3, we had a negative example of the children in the wilderness who were wandering in the wilderness and their unwillingness to believe God and trust God. They could not enter in because of their unbelief. And so the wilderness generation is a negative example. So already in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, negative example, chapter 6, positive example of Abraham. Now we come to chapter number 11. And the writer here is going to give us the example of all of these people from the Old Testament who give us an example of people who faced adversity, who faced difficulty, and yet they persevered, yet they continued on in endurance. They ran their race. They continued as they were supposed to continue. They lived by faith. Now, this section here in Hebrews 11 is going to provide links to people and events. So it's not just going to talk about in Hebrews 11, we're not just going to see people. We're going to see events. Now, why are we going to see events? Why why talk to us about something that happened? Well, the goal here in Hebrews 11 is to show us God's redeeming purpose in history and that his will is accomplished through those that are faithful, that God is pleased with those that have faith and with those that are faithful. And as a result of his pleasing, God accomplishes his will through these people. That is, God chooses to use these people as vessels because they are clean vessels dedicated to his purpose. And so in Hebrews 11, you're not just going to see people. He could have just given us a list of people, but he's going to tie it together with specific events. He's going to tie it together with specific things that happened. And so all of this is important, right? Because Hebrews 10 connects to Hebrews 12 in the matter of perseverance sandwiched in between are these examples of perseverance. We already have examples. Hebrews 3, negative example. Hebrews 6, positive example in Abraham. And now as we come to Hebrews 11, these positive examples of what it means to live by faith, trust God by faith, and accomplish great things by faith. Now, with all that being said, we're going to forge into the passage today, and we're going to look at verses 1, 2, and 3. Let's notice off, if you would, first off, in verse number 1, I want you to see a description of faith, a description of faith. Now, some would say... 
that this passage defines faith, or this is the definition of faith. And I don't think that that's actually the case at all. I think that this verse is more of a description of what faith is rather than a definition. Faith is multifaceted. And as you look through the scriptures and you find the word faith, you're going to find much more as far as how faith could be defined, much more to the definition than what's involved here in chapter number one. This is a description of faith. Um, It's describing us the qualities. And really specifically, it's going to describe for us two qualities in particular. Let's notice them in verse number one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the first thing that we see is that faith, the first quality of faith that's described here is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, what does our writer mean here when he talks about faith is the substance of things hoped for? This word for substance deals with essence or nature. Um, It's the, um, when we talk about the hypostatic union, the essence or the union of Christ in his nature, in Christ's nature, the union of God and man. Now, in this passage, the word substance is that same word, hypostasis, and it deals with the concept of essence, the substance, the essence of what? Faith is the essence, the substance of things which are hoped for. What is this saying to us here that faith is? Faith gives the gives the things that we hope for, gives the things we hope for a substantial reality. That is, when you hope for uh, things, that's what faith does. Uh, So I want you to see, first off, the first description, the faith is the substance of things hoped for. I want you to understand the reality of the promises, because that's really what's being connected here. The reality of the promises. Faith connects us to the reality of the promises. Faith, again, gives us, gives the things that hope, gives us hope for a substantial reality, which is going to unfold in God's appointed time. That is, What he's saying here in this verse is that faith allows us to look ahead and to live in the reality of the promise, even though the promise hasn't yet been fulfilled. Um, When we talk about heaven, sometimes we live in the reality of that promise. And how do we do that? We do that by faith. When we talk about uh, the blessings that God's going to have, the rewards, seeing our loved ones, once again, our new and glorified body. When we talk about the things that God's going to do for us here in this lifetime, oftentimes we do that by faith. That is, we see it as a reality because we believe the promises of God. And that's what faith is. Faith is the reality of the promises. It allows us to have hope for a substantial reality, the substance, the reality, the essence, the nature of genuine reality fulfilled in those promises. That is, in the future, God's going to ask an appointed time where, where these things that he has given to us, he's promised us, are going to be fulfilled. And that's the first thing that faith is. It's the substance or the essence of the things that we've hoped for. It gives substance or substantial reality, lends reality to the fact that these things are true. And we know we there are certain things that we can access and that we believe. And we know that we're going to see one day because we know we'll see them by faith. So we see, first off, the reality of the promises, and then I want you to notice the reasoning beyond perception. Faith not only gives us the reality of the promises, it also gives us the reasoning that we need beyond what we can see. You know, in this world in which we live, all we have is tangible, physical things. It's all we can see. And some people will look and they'll say, I need empirical evidence. I need empirical data in order to be able to to accept certain things. And while God has provided us many infallible proofs of his own existence, 
existence and of the certainty of certain things, not everything can be validated by what we can see and what we can touch. Some things need to be apprehended by faith. And that's what he's talking about in the latter part of the verse. In the first part of the verse, he said, listen, the faith gives us this, the, the hope that we are going to, that these realities that God has promised are going to come to fruition, the reality of the promises. But he also gives us the reasoning beyond our perception. Notice he says, it's not only the substance of things hoped for. Notice he says, it's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the spiritual sense that allows people to see the invisible order of what God is doing. That is, through the eyes of faith, we can see that God has a plan. Through the eyes of faith, we can see that God's at work. Uh, Even with the things that are going on in the world, wars and conflict, uh, we can step back and we can say God has a plan. He has an end game to this whole thing. We know that God's at work. And it's faith that gives us that spiritual reality or spiritual perception. It goes beyond reasoning. It goes beyond what we understand. So faith is the spiritual sense that allows people to see the invisible order of what God is doing. And both of those things are included here in this description. First off, the reality of the promises. Now, in this text, we're going to find out that a lot of the promises that God made, all the promises that God made, he fulfilled through these people. And they, again, just went ahead and did it, even though they didn't know whether what was going to happen, they believed it and God followed through. That is the future validated the fact that they had faith. So oftentimes faith is validated by the future fulfillment of promise. And so faith is the the substance the essence of things that we hope for, things that we look for and we long for that we know the promises of God. But it's also the reasoning beyond our perception. How can you explain some of the things that these people did that didn't seem to make sense? They didn't make sense in the physical sense, but God gave them faith and faith allowed them to reason beyond their own physical eyes and their own physical perception. It was the spiritual sense that allowed them to see the invisible order of what God was doing and the handwriting on the wall. And so they obeyed and they did by faith. And so faith is both of those things. This description, it's the it gives us the reality of the promises and the reasoning beyond, beyond perception here in verse number one. Then notice in verse number two here, I want you to see a declaration of faith. Not only do we see a description of it in verse number one, but now we find a declaration of faith. Notice what he says in verse two, for by it, that is faith, for by faith, by it, the elders obtained a good report. Now, elders, to whom is he referring here when he refers to elders? So he's obviously referring to those that have gone before us, the Old Testament saints. The people that he's about to list here in this chapter are the elders, the ones who went on, the ones who have our admiration, the ones who we look to. It's a it's a statement of dignity and respect to be able to call these people elders. And the Bible says that it, it, that by faith, these elders obtained a good report. Now, again, remember when he says, um, for by it, the elders obtained a good report, this concept of report is, is the Greek word that deals with witness or having a witness. Listen, it is the Lord that gives witness of the faith of the saints. Your faith and my faith, we might say, I have great faith, but who is it that's the final arbiter of whether or not our faith is great or small? It's God. God is the one that determines whether our faith is acceptable or whether it's not, or whether we can please God or not. Later on in verse number six of the same chapter, he's going to say, for without faith, it's impossible to please him. That is, the elders obtained a good report. Their their witness, God declared, and when he talked about a good report, whose report is this? It's God's report. 
It's God declaring this. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. God was pleased with their faith. And so God was pleased in the way that they lived, in the way that they obeyed. And as a result, God gave good testimony and good report of the things that they they had done. He gave good witness of the things that they had done. So remember, it's the Lord that gives witness of the faith of the saints. It's not us. And you can say that you have great faith and you can talk about people that you know who had great faith. But in the end, the only person's report that matters uh, is God's report. The only person uh, who can give a report on this, who can give faith progress report or faith report card is God. And it's God that lists these people here and gives us the testimony. Listen, God has declared and expected their testimony of faith. God declared it. God said, listen, the things that they did, the things that they accomplished, they accomplished by faith. And as a result of their faith, they've entered into their rest. That's Hebrews 4, right? The unbelieving generation, Hebrews 3, couldn't enter into their rest. But God says in Hebrews 4 that there is a remaineth a rest to the child of God. And these people here in this chapter are ones who entered into rest. And how did they enter into rest? They entered in by living and walking by faith. Listen, uh, they accomplished by faith. This is these people are our examples. You know, what's interesting here is this word uh, report here when it says seven times the word witness or report. Seven times we see this word, this Greek word, appears in Hebrews. And each time, each instance, the reference is the witness of the biblical record. So how did God testify? Well, God testified through his word. God testified through the Old Testament scriptures. God is testifying through the scriptures today. That is the means by which God testifies. Every time, all the seven times that you see the word uh, witness or this Greek word translated as report here, it's always, again, always in use with, in reference to the witness of the biblical record. So it stand to, stands to reason that he's going to continue to talk to us about the word of God, which takes us to verse number Number three, where he talks about a discernment through faith, a discernment through faith. Notice the word of God being so important here in verse number three. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's the report. That's the witness. The witness and the report came from the word of God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Where does our faith begin? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God that creates faith, produces faith. It is the foundation of our faith. It kind of takes you back to what the writer said in chapter number one. You remember what he said? Back in Hebrews 1, he says, Hebrews 1, 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers, that's those elders, spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. He's going back to this earlier thought in chapter number one. God made the worlds. How? Through the son of God, who is the word of God. Remember what he says in verse three, who being the brightness of his glory and and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. And again, he's speaking about the word of God. Once again, Hebrews eleven three. through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. And what he's trying to lay a foundation for, he's connecting these thoughts with verse number one. That is, where do we begin? Well, we begin in the very beginning, the book of beginnings. What is the book of beginnings? It's Genesis. Genesis is the first book and it gives us record. And what's the first miracle that we read? The first miracle that we read is that God made everything out of nothing. I mean, he didn't just, he didn't just, 
have stuff and take that stuff and make the world. No, he even made the stuff and breathed into this world. He made this world by the word of his power, by spoke. He spoke things into existence. And so what we understand here is that God's word is an invisible power that produces visible results right? That's what happened. God made the worlds. He fashioned this world uh, by his word. And as a result of speaking his word, we have the tangible and physical universe that we live in because of the words of God. So here's the thought. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It, it, we believe it, and eventually we can see it. Eventually, it produces some sort of result. The way that we understand in creation, we place our faith in the words of God. We place our faith in God's word. And it is by God's word that this world was created. And so out of nothing, God made something. The visible came forth from the invisible and creation is where it all began. It is the first miracle that man must believe by faith. Some people say you won't have any problem with the rest of the miracles in the Bible if you believe the first one. And that is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, as he ties in the teaching of verse 1, he's saying, in essence, that God made everything out of nothing. And that's the essence of faith. The essence of faith is we believe, we believe in what God has said. We believe that God's going to fulfill the promises. We believe in the reality of, that it's going to bring it to pass. And then we know tangibly that God will bring it to path, pass, but the only way that we can do that is by faith. That is, now it's likely here that the author is thinking about the first chapter of Genesis. Why? Because he's about to trace seven living examples from the subsequent chapters of that book. That is, the first seven examples in Hebrews 11, the first seven heroes of the faith that he's going to give us all come from the book of Genesis. And so it's likely that these are his thought, that they obtained a good report, and it, the report came from the Word of God, the biblical record. And where do we start? We start in the book of beginnings, the first book, book of Moses, which is, is where all this began. And then he lists for us seven people. Now, we're going to break this up here as we begin in chapter 4 and verses 4 through 7 of the text. We're going to break it up because he's going to give us the first three. And the first three people that we're going to see were all uh, antediluvian. That is, they came before the flood. And so next week, we're going to look at the people that occurred before the flood. But here's the kind of the thoughts here of chapter one, verses one to three. That is, if you're going to persevere, and if you're going to keep going, you've got to do so by faith. God may not give you some substantive thing to be able to hold on to and say, well, this is what God gave me in order to believe. You've got to believe by faith and understand that it, the, the biblical record witnesses and the examples in the Bible witness that if you will persevere, that God will follow through. If you will persevere, God will come through on his promises. That that which you hope for can be a reality if you live and you walk by faith. So let me ask you a question. If God were to give you your report card, your progress report for how you're living by faith, what you believe and what you attempt to do based on what you know the promises of God are, how would you rate what would your spiritual progress report say about your faith? 
trusting God, walking with God, doing what you ought to do, or neglecting God and going your own way and trusting in the tangible of what you can see. All of us have this difficulty because we live in such a, a, a tangible world. But understand that believing in God and trusting God by faith, the spiritual realities will produce tangible results. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Wisdom in the Word. We've enjoyed studying Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. We'll pick up next week in Hebrews chapter number 4. And we also uh, have chapter 11, verse 4. Uh, we hope that you'll join us uh, for our Thoughtful Thursday broadcast as we'll be answering listen, uh, listeners' questions. And uh, we hope that you will submit questions that you might have for our next episode. I hope that you have a great day wherever you're at. God bless you and take care. Thanks for joining us today at Wisdom in the Word. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wisdom in the Word podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show on your favorite podcast app and sharing something you've learned on social media. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you next time on Wisdom in the Word.